You are listening to the Wisdom for All of Life podcast, a short devotional podcast on the wisdom literature of Scripture. I'm Pastor Brandon Neely. Stay tuned for the proverb of the day. Today's proverb is Proverbs chapter 12, verse 9. Better to be lowly and have a servant than to play the great man and lack bread. Better be lowly and have a servant than to play the great man and lack bread. Proverbs 12, 9. We have here in the Proverbs another comparison. One man is lowly. This could, all, this could also be translated hated or despised. He's not liked, but he has enough wealth to hire a servant. He has a modicum of success. The other man is a big shot, but only in his own mind. He's a pretty big deal, at least to himself and his mother, but he's broke. Can't even afford the basic necessities of life. He's all style, no success. Simply put, one man is successful, but has a bad reputation. The other has a good reputation, but is broke. One man has money. The other has high self-esteem for no good reason. One man is thought ill of. The other has great optics, but it's all show. He has, he's, uh, as they say in Texas, all hat, no cattle. This is not contrasting, by the way, the evil robber baron with the oppressed poor who lacks opportunity. There is nothing negative said here about the wealthy man. He does have a stain on his reputation, but that does not necessarily mean that he has done anything wrong. Now, this contrasts a good wealthy man who suffers from town talk and a boaster who's all talk. And the successful man, the proverb says, is, quote, better than the man who pretends to be great, reveling in his positive poll numbers. He, this second man, he's worse than hated. He's self-deceived. He's great in his own eyes, puffed up. He puffs out his chest and he seats himself at the seat of honor. He's made himself first and will be last. In other words, the destitute man who has no skill worthy of hire, even at a slice of bread an hour, should not be walking with swagger, puffing his chest out in arrogance, and placing himself in the seat of honor. The infamous yet successful man is better. This is a value judgment made by God, the first man, even though people talk about him, even though he has sort of a negative reputation among the town folk. The first man is ethically better, morally better, more to be emulated, better in the eyes of God, better for his neighbor. How? Well, one provides a service to his community. He offers employment and uses his wealth to provide work for his neighbors, even if his wealth attracts an envious eye from time to time. The other offers no tangible benefit to his neighbors. He's a charity case, or worse, he's a thief or a mooch. He has no skill worthy of hiring, even for a slice of bread an hour. He's just got good marketing, all style, no substance. So as you may have noticed, I've had to make some interpretive decisions to explain this proverb. But there's one aspect of this proverb which requires no interpretation. It is patently obvious. It's better to be wealthy than destitute. Who doesn't know this? Well, these days, plenty. Americans so far are so far in this country, we're so far from poverty that we've developed a sort of a romantic view of it, as if it's a noble state to aspire to. But the scripture is patently obvious. This is not a noble state to aspire to. 
Wealth is good. It's good to be wealthy. It's not automatically a sign of injustice, as some might say. It can be a curse on the evil soul, but it's also a blessing for the righteous. We would be fools to evaluate men simply on their wealth. There's many other factors which lead one towards um, being wealthy or, or not. There's inheritance and opportunity and gift sets, etc. Not every profession is as marketable, even if entirely good and even necessary to society. But the general rule remains, it's better to be rich than destitute. Got a few quick lessons, a few quick applications before we go. Listen carefully. Having a servant or an employee is not evil. Two men do more work together than one working alone. Two are better than one, said Solomon. A servant is lower in the hierarchy, but he's a vital part of the team. Second, there are many who prop up a false front of success by means of credit cards. They puff out their chest. They are great in their own eyes. They've got the clothes and the cars. And maybe he does it to generate some leads to appear successful to his clients. But this deception rarely ever works, at least not for long. He's house poor, as they say. He's a servant of Visa. And soon we'll be filing bankruptcy on all that debt and having his neighbors pay for it. He's a bottom feeder and the last man to be respected. He's soon to be publicly escorted to a place of shame. He's soon to be humbled. This is that second man who boasts, but for no good reason. This man puts up a false front. He's phony baloney. He's a, a slickster. This man, this man is not to be emulated. And finally, while it's better to be hated and yet successful than it is to be a phony big shot, we can learn by implication that the very best, the top top, is to be wealthy and respected by all. To be wealthy and respected by all. Now that's truly a blessing. That's truly great wealth. This has been another episode of the Wisdom for All of Life podcast. Before you go, would you consider sharing this podcast with friends? And would you also consider giving us a five-star rating in iTunes? That would be a big help to spread the word. Until next time, remember, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. These Proverbs could be helpful to you, but only if you are in right relationship with God through Christ.